Welcome back, Inebriate. Um, So I always get PR announcements, and uh, I had one from a few weeks ago, and we had a guest on from Three Pines, and it made me go out and watch the show, and I got more PR requests, and I'm like, oh, I got to get these people on. So Anna Tierney from Three Pines is joining the show today. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I got to say, it was not my normal type of show like i'm generally not like a you know police procedural kind of thing but i really enjoyed it um i thought everyone was great in it but it had kind of like some supernaturally mysticism (laughs) type aspects to it that i don't find in most police procedurals that what brought you like what drew you to it itself yeah, um, it definitely has some kind of uh, supernatural elements to it, I think. And they, they happen a lot in these dream sequences, which mm-hmm. Alfred Molina's character has. And um, and there is a lot of, uh, there are a lot of mysteries in the show, I suppose. And those things work on a kind of subconscious level, you know, when you're trying to figure something out over a long period of time and, they come up in your dreams and and you see it in in an image somewhere or and he keeps seeing it in these these blue jays which have a particularly deep uh resonance for him because it was a feather that he was given when he was a child and and when he had lost some people who were very close to him so yeah there's there's definitely a lot of very kind of yeah, I suppose mysticism or, or spiritualism or, um, yeah. Mis- and it just mystery. it just seems like there's more going on in the town than, you know, lots of secrets. and Definitely. Yeah. When you've got secrets, they're buried. And, and when you bury things, they kind of try and find a way to come up uh, above the surface. And people will try and keep them down but yeah all of those kind of layers make for a sort of really rich i'm thinking of like mulch now <laughs> like fertilizer okay for, yeah, good stories like them. fertilizer sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> rich stories there's a lot of lot of stuff in the in the mud there um and a, and a lot of things in the the buildings in three pines as we see with the residential schools and things that have been buried for a long long time and yeah those those things always come come back and and resurface and yeah that all gets explored in the show yeah and that's such a great like aspect of that show it's part of you know history here in canada well in the united states and canada like most people don't know what a residential school is and so i'm glad that it brings light to that as well as Mm -hmm. it just makes for like a really interesting you know dynamic that you know even if it is a cool building it doesn't necessarily should still be around kind of thing yeah yeah absolutely and actually our writer who's from the uk not from canada um when she was adapting the stories from the novels she um she was very aware of of these stories that weren't yet even really in the kind of mainstream canadian media so it was before all the horrific mass graves were found uh, by the residential schools that 
it, she had actually written those stories. So it's a real testament to her. And maybe having a kind of outside eye on your on your country, I think, maybe helps sometimes to see those things that maybe the country itself is nervous to touch because of what it brings up. Every country has that dark past and you know it is it is important to put a lens on it and explore it and it's difficult at the same time and I, I found it really hard as as a viewer and sometimes you know when we were telling the stories um there's, there's a lot of emotion there and a lot of trauma mm-hmm. and um I think the show does a really good job of letting it take its time it doesn't ever feel slow but you feel like you've really got time to process what's going on and I think tv doesn't often allow for that it's usually kind of shock and terror and you know that's something that we enjoy as audience members but it's not something that necessarily allows us to process what we're actually seeing and I think three pines does that really well yeah and I I Unfortunately, I came on to Three Pines very late. I think everything was out, if not like I was like one week away from everything being released. But I really like how I know Three Pines did that more and more are doing it this way where they're releasing, you know, a couple episodes or an episode every week. And for that exact reason where it it really gives you like there's so much of the binge watch that I'm like, oh, I've seen that. And and someone will talk about it. Like, I don't remember any of that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like it, it just it goes through so fast that it just doesn't really like sink in you don't really think much about it and that's so true yeah it's just like an addiction at that point isn't it like you're yeah. just pinching food or tv yeah <laughs> and uh are you watching last of us i'm not i haven't started oh my yet God, I it's so good <laughs> yeah i know i auditioned for some oh role. did you and cool. um, I can't remember which one now, but I remember thinking this looks really cool. Um, and yeah, no, I've got to give it a watch. So you recommend it? Oh, it's I ne- have never played the video game. I was vaguely aware that it was a video game. Yeah. Um, but it, and it's like kind of that thing where like one episode comes out and then you have time to like meet with friends and talk with friends. And the last episode that came out was probably one of the best episodes of TV I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. And the main <laughs> and the main characters are hardly in it. Like it's just a fantastic almost like mini story inside of the story and it was just totally un- unexpected. Yeah. Not at all what it, yeah, like when those are good when when those mini stories within the stories are really good, it's so satisfying and sometimes they aren't and you're like oh, just get back to the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why are we on this? Yeah. Oh, but yeah, this, I mean, it was it it was important to this story because it set up other things. Like, it, it I can't imagine how anyone would tweak it and make it better than what it was. Wow. Okay. Those are yeah. Those are big words. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> so part of being, you know, an actor is that you you do those auditions and. I've heard from, you know, so many people that auditions suck. Like how, how do you, <laughs> how do you deal with it? Cause I mean, I feel like uh, most people go to more auditions than they actually get roles. So like, Oh, definitely. Is that your least yeah. favorite part about being an actor? No. Um, 
I think the waiting is is always hard and telling yourself not to wait to find out about something because with auditions, you generally don't find out. You just do it, forget about it. And then if you hear about it, it's either for a callback or an offer. And if you don't hear about it, nothing happened. And, you know, you just, it's not necessarily that you did bad work either. It's just that however many people audition for that role and the person they thought was most suited and going to fit in the best with you know the story they're telling is the person they cast but probably you know many times out of the people they're uh, looking at they could probably cast any one of those and they'd be great in it so you're kind of just it's just pulling hairs at that point. I think, you know, of splitting hairs, not pulling hairs, pulling yeah. straws, splitting hairs. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a lot of just kind of, you have to have a lot of positive self-talk around that whole process and you have to enjoy it. If you start getting frustrated about that process, which is, you know, a lot of auditioning and, and a lot of silence, then you know, you're not going to enjoy it. Your auditions aren't going to be any good and you're just going to, it's just going to kind of go around like that. So you really have to learn to enjoy the process when it's happening, let go of it, you know, and and I think most of us in our daily lives, if you've got, you know, a different kind of job, you're not used to that amount of insecurity and uh, rejection or uncertainty. And so, I mean, if you can, if you can get good with it, then it's good practice for life in general. I think, you know, a lot of actors probably when the pandemic came along were like, yeah, we're used to it being like, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but uh no, I enjoy I enjoy auditioning and and every every audition is different. Some of them I enjoy more than others because the writing is better or it speaks to me in a certain way. And some are more of a challenge, and that's also a good thing. Even though it feels like there's more um, like tension in terms of trying to figure out how you can access that particular role, those are all you know you you need those things to sort of get you out of what you the only thing you think you're good at or something like that yeah do do you have a favorite type of role or is it more just like like you prefer to play villains or are you just looking for like (laughs) oh i've never done that you know type of movie before um i do i think with the british accent over here i do there's a lot of villain voices you know especially in voiceover it's Mm -hmm. always like the evil ai and we want (laughs) (laughs) that comes up a lot um and i don't mind that um i think what the roles i enjoy most um, i just feel like evil would be more fun you know yeah my dad was an actor um and i I, I saw he was in star wars and i I, I did a little research today so yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but he he had a career of playing a lot of baddies and you know he was a really lovely uh personable human but he really knew how to play baddies and it is enjoyable if and i think they're really fun sometimes like i just watched this show called bad sisters have you seen that no Oh, it's excellent. Um, Irish show, but based on a Belgian series called Clan, I think. And okay. um, 
just just excellent but the the there's a real baddie in it and he's the the husband of of one of these sisters there's five sisters i think and uh he is so bad and so terrible and so manipulative but you almost think you've got to be having fun while you're playing that role you know that there's an element of you that enjoys watching it it's like so terrible and and so painful but it's painfully brilliant and and it is it's funny at the same time sometimes I think when you can tread that line and enjoy it because if if you're just playing it like you're pure evil people don't I think I find that hard to watch you know mm-hmm. yeah um so I think because I feel like a lot of pure evil is either like a total caricature like jason from friday the 13th where you're just like oh that's not real or or a marvel baddie that's just i I think some of the marvel baddies are still kind of like you know thanos is a bad guy but he believed what he was doing was right you know like yeah you have to have that other side don't you whatever that other thing is whether it's just relish of terrible things or whether it's belief that what you're doing is right yeah you have to have the the kind of flip side that the audience isn't isn't used to experiencing but that character is that's their their element yeah um yeah i would enjoy playing playing bad guys for sure (laughs) (laughs) you seem so nice (laughs) um so when i was kind of poking around on imdb I was uh, scrolling through some stuff and there was a photo of you in um, roller derby gear. And I'm like, oh, does she do roller derby? And then I'm like, you did like a a stage play about roller derby? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. And I played skate hard turn left. Skate hard turn left. Yeah. We did that at this, uh, it's a venue called the Battersea Art Center in London, which is a venue that does a lot of uh, devised theatre, experimental theatre. It's a really incredible space. And uh, we we were working on a piece of theatre, yeah, all on roller skates because I'd played roller derby, played roller derby for a about 10 years since I left drama school and um so I got to teach all the performers how to roller skate they're all at kind of different levels and we would go Mm -hmm. to training and they were going to training with uh London roller derby and uh yeah it was an incredible experience it was probably yeah some of the most fun I've had on stage And, and skating is so fun and it's such an alive sport and thing to watch you know it's just full of movement and full of flow and um yeah yeah that was an incredible experience yeah it's funny like i grew up roller skating it was like the thing to do on saturday nights out in the middle yeah. of, you know the boonies um but then like god it's probably more years than i want to remember now but a friend of mine was like hey we should go to this roller derby and I think it was down in Rhode Island. So it was about an hour away. And like the whole way down, like we kind of gave him a hard time and like goofed on him and like, this is stupid, blah, blah. It was one of the most competitive athletic things I oh, yeah. had seen in person. Like they went full bore. Someone yeah. was clearly skating with a broken foot. Um, like it was, it was great. Like I'm like, oh, I, I should go more often. Yeah. It, it's- uh, so much fun it's so much fun to watch they're so athletic and i think um a lot of the tv shows that are out there now and document like mini documentaries 
they're really not focusing on what the most of roller derby actually is nowadays. They're finding mm-hmm. like a few niche roller derby teams usually that are kind of playing this old kind of like pro wrestling style of, of yep. roller derby. And that just doesn't exist really so much anymore. Like roller derby has evolved way beyond that kind of spectator thing that, you know, maybe you see in Whip It, which is a really fun film, but mm-hmm. that's not really what roller derby is now. It's that, you know, it's a new sport, so it's constantly evolving. It's constantly becoming you know, more and more athletic and the rules of the game are kind of like it's being pushed to all of its edges because it's a new sport. So, um, yeah, and it's so much fun to watch and you've got really great audience um, atmosphere. You've got families, you've got kids, you've got like really alternative crowds coming to watch it. And it's just like a fantastic atmosphere to have as a, you know, as an audience going to watch a game as well. I think it's really kind of friendly, but like really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and it seemed like, you know, uh, everyone competing was friendly, but there was still that like they were really competitive. Like it, there oh, was yeah. no joke. They were not screwing around like they have silly names, but they are not silly people yeah 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 and how long did you do that for did it for about 10 years yeah yeah i played with london roller derby and then i moved um i spent was spending more time in toronto and i joined the toronto roller derby but uh it was just it was a point in my life where i was kind of trying to set things up in toronto and and kind of find my footing here and Mm -hmm it was just too much. Like you, you really have to commit so much time to that kind of training. And, and, um, I just looked so anemic and I was bruised and <laughs> around like I'd yeah. been in street fights. I was like, I think I need to take a break, but I still skate and I outdoor skate and in the summer, especially, um, it's, it's so much fun. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I can imagine going into like an audition for someone looking like, you've been through hell and like no 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 it's it's cool it's, no one's hurting <laughs> me other than me my, my partner <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thomas, from other women <laughs> <laughs> um so is the film industry like that big in toronto like why did you yeah. choose to go to toronto like a, so uh, i know that's like way back in the day they filmed x-files there but oh yeah and i think that i think x-files might have even been Vancouver because I had uh, my dad's brother was also an actor who funnily enough came to Canada years and years ago and he was in X-Files but he was based in Vancouver I think maybe it was filmed there um I came out here originally with a a theater show and it was playing in one of the the sort of Toronto their equivalent of the West End in one of the Mervish theaters here and I was here for seven weeks and in the last week I I met my partner and they then came to London for some years and we lived on a narrowboat in London and oh cool yeah Yeah. and then when their visa was up I applied for uh, mine to be able to work in in Toronto I wanted to see what it was like out here and obviously needed to be able to work and so I came to Toronto and um I've got a great agent here and um yeah just started working out here and seeing what that was like and it was really 
eye-opening for me as someone who just experienced the kind of uh, British theatre, TV, film industry. And Toronto is is one of those places that's, I think, expanding more than many other cities. There's There's so much that gets filmed here because, you know, of the tax breaks of filming in Canada for an American production mm-hmm. company, but also Canadian productions are starting to you know, write more Canadian work. And, you know, the show Three Pines is is one of Amazon Prime Canada's first um, big shows. And um, the other one, I think, was The Lake. But this one so far has been, you know, the most successful. And that was a co-production with Left Bank Pictures from the UK. And, um, yeah, I think Canada's... TV scene is is really growing really fast and a lot of directors I think is it Guillermo del Toro has his own kind of um like movie studios here and oh no kidding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's all happening out here and then there's a there's a city called Hamilton mm-hmm. and it looks very much like the states in terms of the kind of big buildings and uh, wide road structures. And so a lot of that is used for um, as subs for American cities. And so th- there's tons of stuff happening here. And Netflix has been opening uh, new studios here. Um, so, yeah, there's there's right now it's a really incredible time for uh, sort of Toronto actors, directors, writers Um but I don't, I can't say what that was like 10 years ago. I think maybe it was more of a struggle then. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I had, I feel really fortunate to have been able to come to another country and experience what things are like here. And, you know, if I, if I didn't have Canadian residency, I wouldn't have then been able to do this show with, with Amazon um, for Three Pines. And it was, sort of connected through a job that I did in the UK with the same writer and, and uh, creator, Amelia de Girolamo. Um, I did a show of hers called Deceit for Channel 4. And it was after that that she told me that, you know, she was going to be writing this thing for Amazon. It was going to be filmed in Canada. So, you know, it was like this lovely full circle for me, like as a British actor, then also working in Canada. And it was a job that I did in the UK that kind of led to me doing this fantastic job in Canada so you know it's been really really positive for me and opened a lot of doors but um yeah yeah I I think there's a lot happening here yeah that sounds really exciting I I, we so Massachusetts going way back had like a big thing where they made a bunch of tax breaks um for movie studios to come out and film here and I remember they, there was there was talk of a movie studio going in Plymouth. I didn't live in Plymouth at the time, but, you know, um, it was a, there was a whole buzz about it. Like people were getting excited. It was a whole kind of like scam, I guess. Apparently there was people went to jail over it. I don't know what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> but um, I just remember that like buzz and vibrancy and like, you know, I even knew carpenters who were like, oh, that'd be cool if I could, you know, just build sets for a living instead of like going to different houses and it's it's i i love when a whole town has that kind of creative energy that's just like yeah 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 i think that toronto is in a 
place now where they're struggling to find enough people to work on film and TV sets. And, you know, we had a neighbor of ours once was um, worked in, you know, hiring film equipment and camera equipment. And he was like, I haven't got enough to rent out. Like they, they just, it's, there's a lot, a lot of demand at the moment. So I think it's just going to keep growing, which is great. Um, but yeah, it is exciting. And especially, you know, like when we were filming Three Pines in in this um, town called Saint Armand, and and they really gave the town a kind of facelift. You know, mm-hmm. they painted the the buildings these beautiful colors, and they really like. You look at the art department work in the show; it's just so detailed, and it's all been created by the art department. They they built uh, they manufactured a pond in the town square. Um, you know, they, they planted trees, like it looks so magical. And I think that, I think that the, the town is really excited about it. And, you know, they all had to vote and decide Mm -hmm. whether that's something they collectively wanted to happen. And I think they're really, really pleased with it. And we even had people who lived in the town coming as extras in the show. (laughs) And, um, I think it is really positive. I think anything that brings, um more kind of movement and life into the town as long as it's not taking away from what already exists there i think it's really positive yeah that's really cool like there, there's been stuff shot here in plymouth and you know usually there's a very positive you know spin on it i'm the only the only time i can think of like hearing of a location like it not turning out positive is like when it's so distinctive and such a beloved movie. Like I keep hearing about the Goonies house. Oh, is that near, is that near you? No, no, but it's just a story that I keep hearing that. Oh yeah. Um, oh. the people will buy the house because they want to live there, and then just be like, "Please stop coming to do the truffle shuffle outside of our house." You know, like like that's where I feel like it could be a little bit of a negative. But I mean, for a town, I mean. I don't see yeah, that. it's yeah. tricky. It's tricky when it's like a love. I actually just rewatched that on uh, on the plane journey. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, and it's so brilliant. But it's yeah, one of my houses, favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, they're stunning, and the houses are all part of it, right? They're all trying to yeah. save the house so they don't have to leave the town and it doesn't get demolished. So it's like the house is like a big character in the film. Yeah. And weirdly yeah. distinctive, like it, it's Ugh. one of those, like it's a house it. that you wouldn't notice driving down any street. But if you saw it, you'd be like, why does that house look familiar? Oh, just gorgeous. I think because it's by the water as well. And there's another film, Hocus Pocus, I find is one of those where like the houses and the town just look so stunning. You just Yeah, that was, there. I believe that was filmed around here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I think so. I want to say wow. Salem or North. Salem seems too on the nose, but I feel like it's filmed around here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm almost positive. Um, yeah, we've had a, a few bigger ones. Um, uh, the one closest in uh, our other show just uh, did a podcast about this movie and how it was filmed here, but uh, Osmosis Jones. What's that? Osmosis it, It's Jones. not a great movie. <laughs> um, it is... Like mostly animated, and Bill Murray does like the live it. action bit, and he's like just a guy that does takes bad care of himself and gets sick. 
<laughs> and then like the story is like his white blood cell and like a Tylenol tablet fighting inside of him. It's oh silly, but it was filmed here in Plymouth, the live action stuff. Yeah. There so. you go. <laughs> Plymouth um, yeah. That's <laughs> not, not why we're famous, but. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I love the fact that all these streaming um, platforms are allowing for, more niche and more you know lesser known stuff to to be made into to movies and and shows um do you feel that it gets too diluted sometimes because i mean there's just so much going on like do you worry at all that something like three pines which is really good um could get lost amongst the 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 noise i guess I think luckily uh, it really didn't. It did so well. It was sort of for the first kind of, oh, it's only really been out for a month and a bit. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was number one in all those like opening weeks. And so I think it had really, really good uh, time actually and um, was watched a lot uh, on the platform. And I think it is one of those things that, you know, they have to keep releasing stuff. And so there is always going to be a turnover. I think the lifespan of something in the moment is, is you know, not always going to be longer than a month, two months. And then maybe I think there's a period of time where people have to get around to watching something. And then maybe there's a kind of re-emergence of a kind of popularity for a show but it's it's still the thing that um is kind of up there when you open the platform it's it's like still on the sort of most watched show mm-hmm. so i think luckily it hasn't got lost in the shuffle which which is is fantastic um but that definitely happens a lot and it's just you know timing is everything it's really hard for streaming platforms to know if something is going to be a success and if it isn't, well, it just, yeah, it has to kind of get lost. <laughs> um, in, in, I'm, I'm curious cause I, I don't know, but the streaming platforms are kind of built in to have this go back and watch it mentality of like, there's so much going on now. And if you bench watch it, it you tend not to remember it as well. So when the new season comes out, I mean, it's all just in the same button. You know, you can go back and kind of like even rewatch just the last few episodes. So, yeah, I'm interested on in like the the long term, like if that's gonna, yeah, cause it'll people be to rewatch more to often. See yeah. how it all kind of pans out because you do. You there are kind of the the, the sort of <laughs> word on the street, as it were. Like I think streaming platforms are struggling with keeping up with that amount of uh, production and yeah we'll see we'll see how it all turns out but I think yeah they're gonna have to be a lot a lot more picky about what they choose to continue with about what they choose to make in the first place and I think you know the focus has to be on making good tv and not just a large quantity of TV, but it's difficult because they're all competing with each other. And yeah, we'll just, we'll have to see. Maybe, maybe they'll start merging, you know, 
Hmm. I think probably yeah. will come a time where one of them, you know, can't keep up anymore and you'll they'll kind of become assimilated in that way. But yeah, it's always changing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you do voice acting too. So I mean, that just has to be like one one more aspect of it all. I mean, with video games and animation. Mm-hmm. Is it is it vastly different from live performance? Yes, because you're well, if you're not doing the motion capture side of things, then I think it is it is quite different, but it's really enjoy. I I really enjoy using just that that kind of tool that I have. Um I love doing different accents, different voices. And it that's the kind of place where you could play something that's, you know, very, very far away from what you look like. So mm-hmm. in that sense, it's really enjoyable. So, and you said you said you practice accents around like the house. I, I and... enjoy. It. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture like you you bothering your partner with like, hey, check out, or just start using this you know <laughs> random voice just to. Yeah, we both quite enjoy doing different accents around the house. I think. Um, yeah, I re- I really enjoy doing that. The last um, one of the last video games I did was actually a Norwegian accent and. Uh, it's just really fun. Like I was gonna say, I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> like, I don't even know. If... My mum and sister asked me to to demonstrate it for them, both on separate occasions, and they they told me it sounded Welsh. So there we go. <laughs> and everyone's so protective of their own accent. I know, you know, there's the Boston accent, and even people from Boston that lose their accent that come back in, in a movie or whatnot. You know, we're very critical of it, and like that's yeah. not that's not how that is. Yeah, accents. It's a funny thing because you know where I grew up. I don't don't really sound a lot like where I grew up. Like I grew up in a place called Northolt in West London, so it's like much more. It's like this kind of accent. That's like what people from Northolt sort of tend to sound like. Yeah. And for me, that comes out. If I'm usually if I'm telling jokes or if I'm being funny, that kind of like Northall Anna tends to come out a bit more. But, you know, my dad didn't have that accent. Neither did my mom. My mom is from Austria. So, you know, it's it's just it depends what you're around. And I find, yeah, the more time I spend in Toronto versus London, I'm probably picking up kind of more sort of North Americanisms and you do it to fit in. I think it's a yeah. subconscious thing. Um, I don't mind it. I just it have to you, the UK is so weird because it's <laughs> geographically <you>. small, <laughs> but there's so many accents for like such a small region. Yeah. 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 They say it's to do with the kind of peaks and valleys, don't they? You know, just over that. <laughs> oh, like over hill. that hill, they talk funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of the accent doesn't get over the ridge, kind of thing. And anyway, typically that's that's where they they say that you get these really distinctive accents from. And yeah, I love I love all the regional UK accents. They're brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, where can people go to find out what you're working on? I mean, they can go to three. Um, they can go to Three Pines and watch it. <laughs> Try that again. They can go to Amazon and watch Three Pines because it is yeah. up in completion now. Um, is there a season two underway? 
we hope so we okay. hope so uh yeah it's looking very promising and so yeah we're just we're just waiting to hear um if there will be one but it's looking very pro- very uh positive but are you on social media like where where else can people go to find out what uh, yeah you can to, find to... me on uh, i'm on instagram as anna tierney um and i am on twitter which i don't really use but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like we have a Twitter account. I never look at it. Like I post, so I post the episodes when they go up. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Who can keep up with it? Um, but if you want to keep up with it, uh, I'm on Twitter <laughs> and I'm on uh, Instagram, and I'm not on Facebook. And yeah, yeah. You're not not on, not on the TikTok yet. No, <laughs> no. Maybe one day, but probably with you know doing silly characters or something like that. Yeah. but not as myself oh i don't know yeah never say never maybe i'll maybe it'll be in my contract one day that, <laughs> <laughs> that you have to have it yeah yeah it's it's weird how social media is becoming like part of you know that whole casting oh, yeah. and yeah it's crazy yeah, yeah, um yeah. but anna i want to say thank you for talking with us today this was yeah. a lot of fun and um yeah we I, I i really hope for season two because i i did really enjoy watching it and uh can't wait to see thank what you. you guys come up with next oh thanks so much yeah it's been really great chatting with you thank you and so our listeners make sure you go check out three pines um it's worth it and we will catch you guys again next week amazing see ya <laughs> And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash inebriart to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns. Or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.